Welcome back to another episode of The Manly Entrepreneur. My name's Cena and I love following the journeys of other young entrepreneurs. In this episode, I spoke with Ryan Felix, the co-founder of Alt-B, a learning and well-being and engagement platform for businesses. Ryan has an interesting journey into entrepreneurship where he started his journey with affiliate marketing while living in Thailand and Vietnam as a way to sustain himself while living abroad and teaching English. We covered some amazing topics such as why Ryan decided to move to Thailand after he graduated and the mental assumptions he overcame that were developed while growing up in the UK. And secondly, how he started affiliate marketing after meeting someone on a bus. <laughs> the step-by-step process of how he does it and also busting the myths that you hear about you know, affiliate marketing online. And lastly, how he used these skill sets to build a business, helping businesses engage more with their employees to live a happier work life. The myths that Ryan dispels and the tips that he gives can be used across the board in whatever business that you guys are in. Because, you know, whether you're selling direct to consumer, whether you're selling to businesses or however you sell, even to government, right? Like government organizations, this will be relevant to some degree. Before we go on, I want to give a quick shout out to all you guys that are listening and all the new subscribers of the podcast, especially those that have come from Ireland. We spiked in Ireland last week, which is quite cool, a country that we've not actually spiked in before in, in the Apple podcast uh, charts. We, we peaked at number 12 in the charts, which is pretty mental. So we're, we're now sitting at like, I think, top 100 somewhere. But yeah, we peaked at 12th on the whole, you know, Apple podcast entrepreneurship charts in Ireland, which is pretty cool. So welcome everyone from Ireland onto the podcast if you are new to listening. And if you're not, then welcome back. It's great to have you. And whether you are new or old to the podcast, it'll be amazing if you could leave a five-star written review on the podcast as a way of helping us grow and reach more people because ultimately, yeah, we're not just stopping at Ireland or stopping at, we want to go across the world, help young entrepreneurs around the globe. So yeah, thank you so much and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey Ryan, how are you? Excellent, thank you, Sina. How are you getting on, mate? I'm very, very good, thanks. I've been away the last for two weeks. Not that anyone listening will notice because like, yes, there's still been episodes, but yeah, just been like doing a lot of traveling. This is my first podcast recording in about two weeks, which is good. So I took a bit of a break, I guess, from recording. Not a break from work. I've been like working pretty much nonstop, but um, yeah, it's good to be on the episode with you. Yeah, it's a pleasure, my friend. Glad to uh, be able to have this conversation with you. Yeah, very, very exciting. And when we first met, you you sent me a voice note, like basically a three minute voice note of your entire life, which is a bit crazy. You can sum up your entire life in about three minutes. And some some of the stuff that you've done has been like pretty crazy. Like it, it, it's been amazing. So I, that's why I really want to drill down into. I think before we jump into your past and where it all kind of began, it'll be great to get like a bit of a lowdown on what you're doing at the moment. What you like, just a bit of a background, I guess, before we jump in. Yeah. So I, I started off, I guess, without going into too much detail, my entrepreneurial journey back in the start of 2016. And it's when I got into uh, growing growing communities, different kind of um, network marketing, affiliate marketing, coaching, packages. Didn't have a clue what I was doing. I just knew there was a way that I could live um, and make an income whilst doing a bit of traveling. Um, I didn't expect it to blow up the, the way it did. I only wanted to like get, get by on a budget that could allow me to live in Southeast Asia, but things completely took off after a while. And the skills that I learned setting up in the in the early days really allowed me to step into what I'm doing now. So I have a, a learning and well-being engagement platform in the corporate space. So essentially taking gamified e-learning and rewards uh, to a space that drastically needs the level of consciousness rising 
a little bit in there. So I see it as like, yeah, just getting into corporate space and trying to make that place a little bit lighter for, for everyone involved there. Those are two skill sets. So you, yeah, you use the skill sets that you developed through like the affiliate marketing stuff and building these different communities and the email lists and like building that funnel, as you said, and using it practically within this e- e-learning platform for corporates. And I think it solves an amazing problem like that, that definitely exists because I've worked for big corporates before as well and the engagement is is fairly low, it can be. But yeah, but before we jump into all that stuff, where did this all, like whole journey start? Like where did it all begin? I graduated university in 2015 and between actually finishing university then, you know, when everyone throws their cap and parents are crying and blah, 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 blah. I went for a month of hitchhiking through Europe with a friend. We started off, we had a flight from Manchester to Amsterdam and we had a boat from the south of Italy to the south of Croatia and that's all we had. And we had a month to go from Amsterdam to Croatia and the incredible experiences I had during that month, like we ended up in a festival in the north of Croatia called Hideout Festival, ended up partying for six days there and it was such an amazing month of having zero plans, seeing where the flow of life would take me and having so much trust in people doing couch surfing, hitchhiking, creating all the best stories of my life during this month, pretty much. And I've done some stuff like this before, but not to this level and for this amount of time. I ended up coming back to the UK because I promised my mum I would graduate. So go back to the UK. I had nine hours till my graduation and I drove to South Wales where I was in university and had this realization moment. I mean, some degrees are valid, but the degree I did, you know, it's a bit of a Mickey Mouse degree. And to be honest, whilst my my uh, class was throwing the cap and gown in the air, I was stood there with a Copperberg at the time with my stepdad. He's like, Ryan, your, your, your class are throwing the cap and gown. I was like, I'll throw in the cap. I was like, yeah, but I'm checking out of this. I can't do this life. I can't scratch around for someone like a partner to try and share a mortgage with, to get the car on finance. And I got a two, two in university. So I didn't even qualify to be put at the bottom of the pile to get a job. I don't really want. And this was my realization. So I kind of saw the matrix <laughs> in this moment and that sets me off. So I sold all my stuff, saw my car, sold all my other belongings, took a one way flight to Bangkok and thought, what can I do here? did an English teaching course, then took a bike around uh, Vietnam and some of Southeast Asia for, for a few months. And then, yeah, once I was teaching, I was doing some modeling over there as well uh, for a couple of years. But I quickly realized after a couple of months of teaching that, basically, I'm in a warmer country and I'm still working for someone else. Yeah, I'm in a new country, new climate, but I'm still trapped. And until I met this guy in a bus who started affiliate marketing and like growing um, different sales funnels and processes online and selling products at the end of it, that was when I was like, wait a minute, so working online isn't a scam. There's actually ways you can genuinely do it. Um, Yeah, and this guy kind of was my first mentor um, online, but I met him offline on this bus on my way to a little Vietnamese island because I was really going away to think about my life, sitting in a hammock in a hostel for $5 a night and um yeah that, that's how it all started for me just taking it from graduation few months gone by done all this traveling sold all my belongings to be then stuck with no money in southeast asia in a job i don't like 
So I was like, something's got to give. There's got to be some way of making it work. Why what, Why was that a decision when you were like in the middle of graduation to decide to just go to, to Thailand? And it's a very popular thing. Like a lot of young people, I guess, like a lot of my friends, like, yeah, in that sort of stage, they're like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing here. Let's just go to Thailand. Somehow, some like it'll work itself out. I think what happened for me is I had no intention of going there. Like I'd lived in a few different countries. I did a season selling tickets in Ayanapa when I was like 22, 23. I lived in Norway for half a year. Um, and I was like, I don't, I want to get out of Europe. And during the graduation meal, there was a bunch of like parents and, and my mates who had graduated and I overheard some of my friends saying they're going to be English teachers in Thailand. And in that moment, my mom asked me, what are you going to do, Ryan? I was like, I'm going to go and do that. So I didn't even, I didn't even think about it. I just heard it. said I'm going to do it. Two weeks later, I was on the plane on my own. Um, cause my other three friends, they kind of backed out of it. What, two of them didn't get on this English teaching course. So I was the tag along, but I became just the only guy that was there. But I ended up living in Vietnam because, yeah, it was, it was a bit more bit more rogue, a bit more free, a bit less structure again. So it really, I think in that structureless place abroad, when you're in a completely different country, you can actually form your own thoughts and like new patterns because you're not, you don't have any predetermined patterns and habits and thought loops that you have in your own country. So I really like that. What was like one of the the, the things that I guess because you, yeah you mentioned the word matrix and I, I do understand where that comes from I I, I do sometimes think about that as well. But what was like one of the I don't want to go too deep deep into this because there's so many other things I want to talk about. But I guess what were the like the biggest preconceived thought that was kind of like demolished when you moved there? I had to completely get out of my mind how the world works because we've been conditioned. If you listen to this in the UK to think the world works in this very logical, built, slick system. You know, people complain about it, but I've come back to the UK after six years because it is such a slick system to grow a business. Like, it's incredible. No, but, it's very, oh, very structured. I, I completely agree with yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. People don't, people don't really realize, yeah. And, it, and it's great. And being over there in Southeast Asia, what I realized is things work in a completely different way. Like, and what I realized is being in a new environment with new people, give me an opportunity to recreate myself. And this isn't like a, oh, I did a gap year to go and find myself. It's like, that. that's not That's not what this is. It's you're in a new environment where you have no idea around like how warm it's going to be. You have no idea the structure of the country, the structure of when, when people are going to be eating, what kind of food they're going to be eating, like how to go to the gym, how to do pay your rent. Like everything's completely new. So you're stimulating in very, very different ways, which creates new neural pathways in, in your mind. And then the new people aspect is you don't have when, when I meet when I meet someone over there for the first time at 23 years old, they don't know the Ryan that's just growing up to 23. I have an opportunity to recreate myself based off what I want from now in my future without that sticky um, perception of me hold, hold, that people have holding me back. So it's like I can create whatever I want from this point going forward. So it gives me a really good opportunity to grow as an individual and grow a business pretty quickly because I didn't have the the whole thing like the your, your circle holding you back your, your family friends all that stuff holding me back I had like it's completely me I can go hell for leather so th- those are the two biggest things that that I found by putting myself in a new environment with new people 
I completely agree with what Ryan was saying about, you know, disassociating himself from the, the external pressures and pulls that he might have, you know, developed from growing up in the UK. And I think everyone feels that to some extent. And I think the reason why, yeah, he, he went to Thailand and Vietnam, and the reason why he felt so fulfilled is that it was such a fresh start. He didn't have all those, you know, pressures and pulls. But I think you don't have to move to Thailand or Vietnam for that, you know, impact and that realization, that inflection to happen in your life. Uh, you know, it's definitely happened with me that I've realized that all these external pressures and pulls are just like things in my mind that's holding me back from doing certain things. And once you realize it's, it's more to do with yourself rather than the environment, then, you know, not only does it help with building things and entrepreneurship, but also helps with everything that you kind of do in life. So I want to move on to how Ryan got involved in affiliate marketing, because it's one of these things that does get a bad name. I wanted to really, you know, drill down to see what the truth was, how he got involved with it, and I guess dispel any myths that you guys might have heard about, you know, affiliate marketing. It's something that I've not really looked into much, and I think, yeah, Ryan gives a very honest account of, you know, what it is all about. Now, before we jump into the second half of the episode, I want to give a quick shout out to the podcast sponsor, Zencaster. I do a lot of startup mentorship with students and stuff like that. And whenever it's a B2C brand, they always look at different ways to kind of advertise their products. They look at, say, social media advertising and stuff like that. Whereas podcasting advertising is very, you know, it's, it's, it's often overlooked. Firstly, podcasting advertising is way more effective than display advertising, with 60% of listeners remembering the brands and 63% making a purchase after hearing them. Now, Google and Facebook have made it incredibly easy to advertise on their platforms, but podcasting is very, very difficult to, you know, try to sponsor and like try to get into when it comes to advertising because there's no one platform that you can kind of like go to and, and advertise across different creators that actually match to your brand, right? Zencaster is changing that. So as a brand, Zencaster matches you with the best podcast so your product gets to the right audience and you can maximize your advertising campaign budget. Now, I'm not asking you to pour all your marketing budget into podcasting. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's worth trying because it's a, a really you know, fast-growing industry and a very, like loads of people have podcasts now. There's a lot of listenership as well. That's definitely grown within the pandemic and in, in the last like two years. So just try it out. And if you do want to try it out, I think Zencast is the best platform to do it because it, you know they handhold you perfectly and they match it to podcasts that you know you can actually trust. So if you do want to dip your toe in the water of podcast advertising, then do go into the description and click the link zen.ai slash the millennial entrepreneur to fill out the form and Zencaster can help you bring your brand to life in the form of podcast advertising. Thanks so much. Let's get on the show. Yeah, so I spoke to the, this guy in the bus, Nate, um, and a couple of weeks later, I met him for, we actually went for an Indian and I was like, this whole working online thing, like, and it was 2016 at the time. So it wasn't like so hot like it is now. I was like, I'm sure like it's not real, but this guy seems so legitimate. He'd had 19 years of entrepreneurial experience looking for the ticket that's actually going to create some freedom for him. So my thought process was I can cut my learning curve by 19 years if I just do what this guy's doing and listen to him. So I, so I started learning how to, I started learning the concept of having a product that you can sell anywhere in the world or promote anywhere in the world. And then realizing, okay, so from this, I need to build a sales funnel. And I'd had some experience in sales before. So I used to sell kitchens and bathrooms and home base, would sell tickets on the beach and the hotels in Ayanapa. Um, so I, I knew sales processes, but I didn't understand the internet. I actually got a U in computers, you know, unclassified for everyone outside the UK, which means 
awful. So I didn't really have like an, an unfair advantage in that sense. I'm not a very tech guy, but understanding the concepts of how sales funnels can run, how to then drive traffic from, you know, at the time it was just Facebook. It was the wild west days of running ads on Facebook, some like pay-per-click stuff as well. And then bringing people into this sales funnel, this sales process until people started then buying a product and I'd make webinars. It probably took about six to 12 months to get the thing really dialed in. But I was on my own watch. I was on my own time. I had, you know, the teaching that was giving me some income, modeling was giving me some income, but I was determined to learn how to sell products without me touching them. And for me just using my laptop, that, that, that was the goal. And if I could sell one, then I knew I could re recreate that process and start selling more. For someone like listening that, I mean, affiliate marketing and these sort of things, like they're one of these things, it's like, we have to be like pretty careful because there's so much toxic information out there when it comes to this sort of stuff, because it's seen as one of these like get rich quick sort of things that anyone can do. But I guess what, firstly, what is affiliate marketing for people listening that might not know? And also the truth behind, like you must, you must have encountered a lot of toxic information out there about this oh yeah so there, there, there's tons and even when i started i was like can this actually be real so the concept the simple concept of affiliate marketing is when we buy something online from any kind of platform somewhere someone is making a commission now when you go to a shop so say you go and you go into jd and you go and get yourself some nikes You've probably seen a billboard with Nike and seen, you've seen some famous person wearing a pair of Nikes and then you subconsciously see that you get, then you go into JD and you bought a pair of Nikes. So Nike paid so many middlemen. They paid the athlete, they paid for the photo shoot day, they, they paid so much money for you to see those pair of Nikes. Now, affiliate marketing is a similar concept, but they pay the person who's shown that product to the customer instead. So there's different ways of it. So you can do affiliate marketing. There's other ways. So like everyone's, it gets such a bad rep, but network marketing as well. Um, and the, the way it gets a, such a bad rep is because in the 1980s and 90s, so many companies got burned. They're like, people are like, oh my God, it's this like pyramid scheme, right? Which is the same formation as a corporate structure as, as well. So people got burned. These big companies that actually paid hundreds of millions in fines um, in the late 80s and, and 90s. And family members who got involved in this stuff back then, their preconceived ide ideas around these industries, then they pass it on to their kids. So when their kids come with an opportunity, what are you going to do? You're going to go and tell your parents, mom, dad, I've got the ticket to, to, to free you out your jobs, right? This is what I'm going to do. I'm so excited. I don't want to go to university anymore. I want to start a business. And they're like, no, 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 that's a scam. So before people even have an opportunity to look into things for themselves with a fresh pair of eyes, their environment that's around them has already told them something's not real and not, not eligible, where actually like I'm non-biased, like I make my passive income through this specific stream while I'm growing my, two different streams while I'm growing my um, corporate businesses, which is really nice. It gives me comfort. And the, the, the thing is, the like network marketing as an industry it's one of the biggest industries in the world and it's also recession proof but people don't even get to that point of seeing or acknowledging that because because of the preconceived uh, notions with it so it's yeah it's a funny one um but that that's it in a nutshell mm, i guess i guess ryan like with someone that's done it themselves and like i guess 
yeah, you've, you've scaled it. And it, you were very truthful about the amount of time it took you to get to that stage. I think a lot of people, when they say about affiliate marketing, network marketing, they just say, yeah, I made, I made this much money like in a week. And it's like, it's, it doesn't work like that. Like even the skill set you need to learn, it will take six to 12 months, as you mentioned. So I guess another truth that you can mention about affiliate marketing, like how do you, I guess, like, how does that actually work? Like, when if people want to get involved, the people want to learn more about it. Like, what was the process that you used to learn more to kind of like, yeah, to scale out all the different opportunities that you found? Yeah, so the, the, there's a couple of different ways, right? And what what I did initially was find a product that or products that I could sell anywhere in the world without, without touching them. So it was like completely hands off for me, product that I, I believed in. So now create systems around that. So wait, wait, before, before you go on to that, give an example of one of those products. Like does that have to be physical products, the software? Like yeah. what, is, what does it look yeah, like? So, so let, let's give an example. I've got one in front of me here. So one is like a water ionizer. So like uh, a water like ionizer made in Japan, it's medical grade, it creates alkalized water, it's high ticket, high ticket to me is anything like above three grand up to 10 grand. And this company doesn't pay for marketing. They pay the people who are distributors to basically market the product. So instead of me going to you, seeing them being like, Hey mate, do you want this? Um, this product is really, really cool. My health's completely changed, changed my family's health. Um, and I'd have to physically see you. I would create ways through videos and, um, information packs and, um, email se- sequences to deliver that information to you. So in the end, you might be like, you might book a call with me and be like, Ryan, I really want this product. So it's, it, we're creating systems where it's so hands off for me, where if I'm going to get on the phone with someone or someone books a call with me, they're at the point where they're ready to buy. If, if that, if that makes sense. So that's an example of one product. Okay, so like more practically, so so you've got the product, you found it, and that could be from either like looking online or looking at like, yeah, you can find. How would you find actually like more practically? I'm trying to think. Yeah, so the the way I the way I found this, it was introduced to me. So someone who, as I said, my my first mentor online, he spent a lot of time trying to find a product that can be a really great fit for people who are more health conscious and also care about the environment, don't want bottled water, stuff like that. And like finding a trend, but you can go on like ClickBank, um, Alibaba, and say like these these kind of um, um, websites. But for me, I didn't want to sell like a lot of volume of more product of like little product. I would rather because I had the I have the ability to to sell consultatively, so I'd rather sell a higher ticket product that I personally believe in and, and use every day, not just like some trinket on, online. Makes sense. How, so how did you build that funnel after you found the product? I looked at so many different funnels across like different countries as well. Um, and just got familiar with different softwares like click funnels, um, email marketing. There's so many email marketing softwares, but learning how to join them together, like how to build like a landing page, a thank you page, a webinar page, how to build a webinar, you know, then also on the back end, then getting people to sign up to my membership site, uh, content for the membership site. So there's there's these different like um, areas that took some time to first crack, understand, then crack, then focus on. And it's like, okay, now is the next hurdle. Now is the next hurdle. So the way I see it is there's like about 10 kinks in a hose, stopping the cash flow of money or the stream coming through. And it takes like, say a month to learn how to unravel each one. And once you unravel each one, then you can turn the, the, turn the tap on 
and the income will start start coming through. Okay, so you have to set up all this funnel stuff before you actually start, uh, I guess, actually selling. I, I did personally with with my business partner because uh, there, there wasn't anything out there that we really wanted to use. But then we created a sort like our own platform, which would teach people how to do it. Because once we we learned it ourselves, we didn't want other people having to go out there and learn all this stuff. We, you know, we spent months and months and years really in, in, in the scheme of things trying to crack all these codes so as we would learn then someone who's brand new we'd then have a training like package or a subscription where we'd like train and go live and teach people how to do this for themselves to kind of cut their learning curve as well and then so those skill sets that you acquired you're using them day to day in this new business yeah so i've basically in that business or in those businesses, what I was doing, I was helping people transition from employee to entrepreneur. I give them the skill set, the mindset, and different products that they can sell from anywhere in the world, different physical product or service that they can sell from anywhere. And then I grew communities online. So big Facebook groups that have big live events as well. People fly to San Diego, London, Barcelona, uh, where London, uh, Bangkok, to learn these skill sets and be a part of something bigger than themselves. People who really want more from their life. But I realized I was playing in a really small market, which is people who want to make that transition. And really what I can do is go to the corporate space where people don't always want to like quit their job and travel the world. They might just want to be, they might just want to be a bit, they want to understand themselves a bit more, be a bit more happier, be a bit more productive so they can clock off work a bit easier understand their mind, maybe not have so much like mental stress, maybe learn a bit of mindfulness stuff, you know? So I was like, I can hit a way bigger market and have way more impact in the world. If yeah, I've got this stuff going here for the people that want to be hardcore entrepreneurs and make it work. Also, I can apply some of these skills in a way bigger sense and just change the language and the framework of it and use it in the corporate space and put a shirt on every now and then to, to do the deals, you know? And that's, that's pretty much it. Do my hair a little bit nicer, have a shave, like that's, it's kind of the same concept, just done in a slightly different way. Yeah, no, I, I love that sort of like pivot because yeah, as you said, you can impact more people. And I guess they're the, they're the people that feel the strain, I guess, the most, I, I would argue is like, because they've been in the job for a long time, they might not be able to just quit their jobs and leave because they might have like other commitments, like like children, like, like yeah, they might have other commitments like that. And with this sort of product, yeah, they're being able to sort of yeah, clock off easier, have a happier life, but still be in that sort of like safer space. So did you use the same skill sets of like building that funnel, building their affiliate marketing stuff within this community building, you know, type business? Yeah, I'd say the the skill sets. I, I, would, I would say more so. We recently did a retreat in Ibiza and we, we came up with this like formula and it's everything you've done in your life when you've grown as an individual, you have ingredients. So if I look at the ingredients of growing a funnel, it's being able to communicate, being able to understand certain softwares, certain features, understand people's needs and supply a solution, right? If I, if I break it down, those are the simple ingredients without getting technical. And if I go over here to the corporate space, I can use those same ingredients in the same formation, just done in a slightly different way. So that's why I would invite people to do. Look at the ingredients of, what you've done in your life so far and how you've gotten to the position you're in and that there's certain things that you've done that you've applied in yourself that's got you in that position and you can apply the same things and to take the next step 
in a bigger industry, a bigger pond, a bigger pool of money where something else is available. So it's understanding yourself, reflecting, slowing down, and then being like, how can I make that transition? It took me a year to make that transition. But once I understood what I'd done in the past and how that can be relevant for this other place, bingo, that's where, that's where the magic happened. So how, so how do you sell to businesses now? Because it's, I guess it's a completely different landscape doing B2B. It is. So in a similar way, so being very, very disruptive on LinkedIn and speaking my mind about how the, 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 the scope of the current working world, uh, the landscape of it, and calling out things I don't like that happen to people on a day-to-day basis in the workspace, not having them mental health looked after, not have, not understanding what their well-being needs are, shouting about that, and then having a sales process in the back end for once I shout about this stuff and speak my mind, then people will come through. And then we've got a lot of big clients as testing partners for our platform right now because they know we can't get help from people in, from the corporate space because it's trying to fix it's trying to fix a problem with the same people that caused the problem in the first place. We need new, fresher people who have a, an ability to have have this solution. So that's, yeah, that's pretty much what, what I do. But it's, it's the same stuff applied, the same ingredients applied from one industry to another. That is amazing. And um, yeah, we have to wrap up the podcast there because like, yeah, we've, we've hit the time limit. But I would love to sort of like find out more about like where you guys are going. And I guess loads of other people would want to too. So how can people stay in touch with you and what you're doing? Because I'm sure they want to find out. On all social channels, so on LinkedIn, my name is Ryan Felix. On Instagram, it's Ryan L. Felix. And Ryan Felix 8 on TikTok, where I'll be posting some more content very soon. But I'm most active on on LinkedIn at the moment, to be honest. And then my my website is altb.co.uk. So A-L-T-B-E.co.uk. And that's our corporate education platform. Amazing. Thank you so much, Ryan, for coming on the podcast again. I'm sure we'll chat very soon. Thanks so much. Thank you, Sina. Cheers, mate. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Millennial Entrepreneur. If you did enjoy it, please be sure to leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts as a way of helping us grow. If you're not on Apple, leave a five-star written review on Spotify because it helps us grow as much as it does on Apple. So thank you so much for doing that. If you're new to the podcast, subscribe, share with your friends, follow us on Instagram. And yeah, thank you so much for listening again and I'll catch you in the next one.